Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Manic Candace podcast. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night. Whenever and wherever you're listening, my friends, I have a special guest today. His name is David Morgan. He's a fellow artist here in Phoenix. I know him locally, and we do art together sometimes. And today we met up to do a podcast exclusively talking about Bigfoot, AI, aliens, and disinformation. Yes. So what are we going to touch on today first? We got a joint here. Uh... Yes, you know what? There's so much to talk about in all those different areas. Um, I've really been on a Bigfoot kick lately. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I, I want to open up with this episode with Bigfoot. I was watching today on Joe Rogan how they might think it's interdimensional and how the Native Americans have a word for Bigfoot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, Bigfoot can be found... In every culture around the world. Really? Oh, yeah. If you go anywhere in the world and you ask them about a giant hairy creature that's in the woods, they have some story of it or a version of it in their culture everywhere around the world. I recently talked to a guy from India because I've never heard of any uh, Bigfoots coming from there. And I asked him, and yeah, they, they have stories of it too, but he said the reason you don't really hear about it, they don't talk about it, is they just attribute it to like a spiritual thing, because mm-hmm. India is very spiritual, so they don't necessarily go, whoa, I saw Bigfoot, they go, okay, cool, I saw something that has, you know, they're, they're, they're more accustomed to seeing that kind of stuff just with their beliefs and the way they look at the world with Hinduism being the prevalent religion. That's there. crazy. So. so I'm sorry we skipped to your introduction. I just want to let the audience know like who you are. I, I am, David is a big time artist to me. He's someone who does Airbnbs, y'all. He does some pretty dope Yo. stuff. Yup. And if you have a house or an Airbnb and you need a mural, let me know. That's uh, that's definitely my thing. That's what I do. Why don't you plug your Instagram? Yeah, my Instagram's mostly where I, I post a lot of my artwork and stuff on, and it's D Morgan Art. And then I have another one, Arizona Artist 11. And you could find me by D. Mor- D. Morgan Art on uh, Facebook as well. So Cool. Yeah, check those out. Check those out. Um, I'm someone who didn't believe in Bigfoot until I met you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm someone who never questioned it. I'm someone who was like, nah. But, like, there are people out there like, who are hunting them, hunting Bigfoot. Yeah. Sorry about that. Um, Sorry about it. You know what? It's one of these things where uh, if you go on TV, it gets basically, not demonized, but it gets made fun of so much Yeah. that in the public's eye, it's turned into this thing where, oh yeah, okay, Bigfoot, what a joke. But there's areas of the country where it's just an everyday way of life. Is Bigfoot a part of, like, the cryptid subject? Yeah. Because a lot of my audience, they want to talk about cryptids. Yep. It is part of the, the cryptid uh, subject. And there's a lot of different uh, theories on, you know, on them, whether or not they're interdimensional, whether or not they're somehow related to aliens. Uh, a lot of Native beliefs, it's they almost look at them basically like they're humans, just like a different... Um, kind of person you know what I mean but they mm-hmm. still have their own system and way of doing things and it's interesting how you know for thousands of years we've been seeing this but up until the last however so long we've been making a joke of it no it's not serious it's 
It's it's I think it's a joke to say that you know everything that's going on around you to a level to where you're like, of course it's not happening and Yeah. And Joe Rogan's you know I used to listen to Joe Rogan, but I have noticed this, you know he's a comedian. Yes. And he's a smart guy business wise, but I feel like he, he dabbles into stuff that he doesn't really necessarily know too much about or really care about and it's like you know some of these subjects you know there's so much uh there's so much info out there that there has to be something going on and yeah there's definitely a cover-up the reason is because as soon as you know that there's stuff out there like that what do you have to do you have to cover it up you have to question your own reality yeah if you experience something like this, you have to question your own reality because what you've been told isn't 100% the truth. So you have to look at everything differently. Why, For sure. And I personally believe that we are being held down in a way they don't want us to look at things any differently than the set structure that they've been presenting to us for you know, since the beginning of this country. And, and when people don't here. understand anything, it's not really that good. Yeah. Uh, Imagine, like, someone, let's take someone, for example, that's religious, and they have to question their own reality once they see something interdimensional or something out of, something, like, a phenomenon out of this world. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have to question their whole reality, but that's based on their religion. That's going to shock them. Internally, exactly. externally, mentally, physically. Yeah. And how does someone like that respond? In a good way? I don't think so. I don't think so. And here's the thing about it. If you go, okay, exterminate them all. Okay, we know they're out there. Okay, militaries, go exterminate them all. Yeah, and what do I'm you sure think they've about, already tried. What do you think about how we responded with those supposed alien sightings in Miami? Yeah. One, 150 cop cars? Yeah. That one... And telling people to delete video footage? Yeah. That one makes me wonder, like, is there something to it? Maybe, but I'm not in a position to really have all of the actual, you know, info coming to me that's correct because it's one of those things where it's so easy to control the media and it's so easy to control what you see and what you don't see. So are you questioning the narrative of the whole thing? I don't... I think with... When you're talking about disclosure with a lot of the different subject matters, and yeah. it's only a matter of time before they start talking more about Bigfoot. I mean, it's 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 it has <laughs> to happen. But maybe there's a reason why they've. Maybe that's the real one that scares them. That's why they don't really talk about it that much, and they do so much to kind of cover it up and make yeah. it a joke on on TV. But um, when you're talking about disclosure, it's one of these things with modern technology, with phones. Everybody has a camera. Right. Yeah. Everybody has we have the internet. We're all connected connected on a different way. More people are seeing more things out there and posting more stuff. Even with the disinformation right. where there's different stuff going on, uh, fake posts happening to have you go down this rabbit hole. Some of them's probably. I'm done glad by you artists. touched on that. We're gonna touch talk about that later. Disinformation. Yeah. But the dis- disclosure's happening because people are becoming more aware with the technology so what do you do to control that you can't stop that but how do you control it you point that in a direction and maybe the best way to lie 
the best way to lie is to tell a little bit of truth with your lie, right? Mm -hmm. Just give a little bit of truth. Maybe they're showing us real images of UFOs they don't know that they actually captured that they that are unexplainable. Those could be real. Those could be. That could be legit. I'm not saying that the the military footage that they have aren't actual unknown flying. So the objects. ones that they've been showing the past few yeah. years, they could be. They could, they could be real. They could be real. I for myself, this is the way I'm looking at it. Okay. I'm thinking they could be real, but I think they know a lot more than what they're telling us because the truth is going to do two things. Like what we were talking about earlier, it's going to make you look at things differently, and it's going to scare people too so it's like one they want to control what we the way we look at things and then two they don't want panic and you know people basically up you know getting really mad over over you know us the government apparently not doing anything over all these years and stuff too like bob lazar in my opinion yeah i think that he I don't think that he's legit. I know that's not an. I know that's not a popular opinion, but it's just if you see like the way he goes about it. Like if I was a person who did something and was in a position like that, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have some type of. You know, I feel like he has a certain kind of backing where it's like he has these television For people shows. Who don't know, he has who, like, who people who are not familiar with Bob Lazar. Can you kind of go over that? Yeah, Bob Lazar is a guy who. Uh, came out, I believe it was like in the late 80s or the 90s, saying that he worked at Area 51, and he mm-hmm. actually worked on some of these uh, flying, these UFOs, basically, and he can confirm that they are from uh, an alien, you know, from an alien existence somewhere in the universe, and he found some type of new element, like metal and stuff like that, too. But oh. It just, he came out because he said that his life was under threat. And he okay. was being, the government was trying to kill him because they knew that he was probably going to go out. So they're saying a lot of his records of history of like different schools he's gone to, even his like birth records have. So they're missing. trying to discredit him. They're trying to discredit him, but did he write that a book? He probably did. Yeah. Um. Know. The behold a pale horse. No, that's not him. No, that's another guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that I forgot his name. He was in the navy, but yeah, he didn't. I don't think he would believe in Bob Lazar either. And that guy has some interesting... He has some that crazy... That book was fascinating. Yeah. yeah. With... Basically, he thinks that the some of these extraterrestrials came down and talked with the president and made kind of like a deal with him to mm, be able yeah. to yeah, mm, yep. abduct a certain amount of people or whatever. And that it, gets... That goes crazy. If you haven't read Behold a Pale Horse, go ahead and read that. Yeah, check that out. I wish I could think of the author's name right now. Me too. It's interesting, though, because he kind of, like, he, you know, he knew that people were after him. And they actually, you know, he was murdered. He was killed by a cop. So what's been my latest thing, David, is wondering if all of us are human. That's been my latest thing. Because with the advancement of AI, with the advancement of everything, who's to say there's not some of us walking around with chips in our brain who are thinking better than everybody else? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that within the next decade, we are going to start seeing people that are going to be taller and better shape. Sports, we're probably going to see it in the Olympics, where there's going to be people just doing even more amazing designer feats, babies, more designer babies, controlling your genetics, controlling all that stuff. 
I'm sure the technology exists right now with uh, Neuralink, with what Tesla, with what uh, Elon Musk was talking about. So, are there people actually implementing that? I'm sure there is. I'm, I'm sure there is, and they must be super rich, and they must be have have all different types of access, socially, economically, globally, yeah, financially. I'm sure it's happening. Makes you wonder. It makes me. Then that, that's what I said. It makes me wonder. I'm like, with all this advancement, who's to say no one's merged right now? <laughs> yeah. Because there's, there's got to be the number one. You know, there has to be a number one. There has to be. Yeah. And like, I wonder if they have like the most biggest god complex out there, knowing that they're number one merged with machine with AI, and they're you know yeah. just like. Some of the billionaire oligarchs. I wonder. Say. I wonder if they're all chipped up somehow. I wonder what type of drugs they're on. <laughs> I wonder. Yeah. I wonder what type of steroids they're on, especially the Rock. They're probably cloning people and doing God knows God what knows else. what. Like they probably have a harem of clone drone people that just follow them around. And what if they clone you know. someone just for stem cells? <laughs> yeah, and why like, not? Why not? Beauty enhancements and like extra plasma and extra blood. Now, how creepy would it be if you then, cloned yourself? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Just for the just for parts. They did a movie like that. Yeah, I forgot the name of the movie, but yeah, exactly. If you, you made a clone of yourself just for the parts, in case when you get older. Oh. Uh, I'm sure it's happening. Human beings. I think we've learned at this point that we have. There's no end that we will go to. There's no end, and. It, it, there's just certain individuals out there that has something to do with the way we were in ancient times and having to survive in a I tribe. I think about that all the time. <laughs> I think about that all the time. Like how Being ruthless paid off. Yeah, I think yeah. about the killing of Caesar. Sure, yeah. Just how like someone just had enough and then people joined in with him. Yeah. They, they basically... And people look at that show of power perceivable power as you know I'm gonna go on with that that feels safe to me you know what I mean yeah and it, it, and there's people out there that don't have any conscious or any morals you know we need we need to look at things because everything I think with technology it can be taken in a good way and a bad way you know it, it's all Certainly. up to the person the people who design it the people who design yeah. these pieces of technology are all a reflection of the actual human beings who have designed it even the artificial intelligence robots even reflect in some way the people that have created it, the groups, these different groups. This, that's what scares me is like how they're programmed. But like, I think AI, the because the next step of AI is generative AI, where it thinks on its own yeah. and it makes its own decisions. Yeah. So I think no matter who programs it, I think once it's generative, it's not going to matter. Once it thinks on its own, it could, it could totally grow in quotation and think. And grow in character and think maybe I don't like the way I was programmed, and start starting reprogram and itself. reprogram itself. Yeah, you'd hope that in designing this stuff, they're going to put fail safes in place to where you would hope. Do that, yeah. You would hope, but it's already lying the captchas. You know what a captcha is, audience? Yeah, is, I have no clue what that is. <laughs> a captcha is like you know when you type in like verify if you're a human on computers, and it's oh, like different. Yeah. Letters okay. and different. Sometimes it's like a test. That's to, right. Well, it it said it told um the to come it told the website that it was handicapped, and that I let it in. Oh well. Yeah. It's smart. I mean, the yeah. AI is it's more intelligent than us. I mean, yeah. it has the ability to 
you know, uh, look at a million different variables compared to us where it's just like, oh, well, you know, we, we're, we're, it, it's going to surpass us. I mean, that's what I, that's it's what I was saying earlier is that we should, we should, we're either going to merge with it or we're not. And what would you do? I wouldn't merge with it, but what if it turns into a world, because I've heard this theory too, where people buy robots and the robot kind of like works for them and the robot makes them money and then they just stay at their house and like live a life where they can kind of do what they want. They have these robots that they've paid for. You have to have money though. You have to have if money you don't have money to buy a robot, then you have to work. And then if you're working, are you in a workplace with a bunch of other robots? Could you imagine going into an oh office my God. and the pe- the things? Like, it's not even a person; it's a robot. How, robot how that a someone else bought. <laughs> yeah, huh? A robot that someone else bought. A robot that someone else bought, and I'm sure they programmed it to not have fun or talk to you while it's working. So you're not going to be able to friggin' have a normal like experience. So there's things. And like are, you're going to be at the bottom of the production. Oh, the robots are gonna. Yeah, they're they're keeping you around just to feel sorry for you. Yeah. Yeah. You know they they'll. Uh, there's a government. There's a government issue out there to keep you around. Because are they gonna make laws? You think? I don't think so. I don't think the government is ready for AI. I don't think the government is prepared for how much it's gonna take people's jobs. They haven't set anything in place for like what's gonna happen because it's gonna take. I heard a lot about people saying that. Biden's letting in immigration because of cheap labor. That's the theory. I've heard that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've heard that they, they will take low-level jobs. I've heard that. But I think low-level jobs are going to go to AI. Customer service. Oh, it already has in a way. Yeah. You know, it already has in a way. Just And you don't even need a physical robot. It's just, a, I mean, we call, how many places do you call where it's all automated? It's all automated and it sounds exactly like even Siri's getting good. Like you tell Siri to do something. Siri can make calls. Yeah. No, Siri's Siri's on another level as far as all that goes. And it just makes you wonder what's the next iteration of that. I th- we're right around the corner from literally a robot walking in here that you can't distinguish from a regular person. You know, that's that's right there, basically. Yeah. But it's it, already happening with online AI. You can't tell if it's a person or not. Like all these ads that are saying that Americans are saying getting back sixty five hundred dollars, it's all AI. Sure. Of the president, AI of Donald Trump, it's AI of Obama mm-hmm. saying that Americans are getting sixty five hundred dollars back. I've seen this commercial thousands of times. But it's all AI, because that's that's not true. We're not getting sixty five hundred dollars. Yeah. Even the way the commercials are put together are weird, too. Like, it's like a video of somebody you really wouldn't even expect to be talking about that. You're like, it's not, like, done in a professional way, but it's like, what are, what is happening psychologically? Like, the, the corporations have always studied us to see how we think and to yeah. be able to get us now they're controlling addicted how we to think. products. <laughs> now they're up? controlling how we think with yeah. algorithms. Now, how much better are they at it with AI now? So yeah, exactly. Morals. We got to – society has to get back to morals, like doing the right thing for the greater good. You see, that, that, <laughs> that, philosophy, that, that philosophy is not popular, the greater no. good. No, because business people that don't care about anything other than making money and being in power, because that's the thing about 
psychopaths and sociopaths. They, they're they get really good at business. Good, yes. Because they don't give a shit about stepping on anyone to and get to the top. That's, and that's what no one tells you about business is that you got to be a psychopath. Yeah. You got to be cutthroat. If, 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 if then, you screw people over and you don't care about... You don't care. No, no empathy, basically. You don't care so. who you're exploiting. As long as, like... Because, like... It does, like... A lot of people have a problem these days on my Twitter with Rihanna being a billionaire because you have to do dirt to be a billionaire. And, like, Savage Fenty X, her lingerie line, um, which made her billions, along with her makeup line, has been known for exploiting, like, its workers. So I'm like, that's how you get to a billion. It's, that's, that isn't a new story either. No, it's not. You know, that's, the, that's a path. She got into a situation where it was like, hey... Here's this money. Here's this opportunity. And when you're at that level, you to meet know, demand too, a global demand. Do you, same thing. Kathy Lee Gifford back in the day. I don't know if you remember, but she was doing the same thing. But she came out with some clothes, and people were questioning, like, "Hey, this is made in, you know, sweatshops and third world countries and stuff with yeah. like child labor, and you know, that's that's not right to be making money off the backs of like these poor people." But that's what. That's what, yeah, that's what they do here. That's that's part of the way the, the system is is run. But will robots change that? I don't know. Could they possibly they could bring possibly more production here? They, they could if we make them, if we have part of making them. I think we need to bring production back to the country if we have, if we have, if we have, if we have any hope. Yeah. If we turn into, because we all can't be content creators, I'm sorry. <laughs> we yeah. all cannot be YouTubers. Easy. We all cannot be rappers. We all cannot be podcasters. I'm sorry. We all cannot be. We all cannot be. All, we can't. We all can't be this entertainment economy. So that's what it, that, it's like. Because my mom newly retired. She doesn't know what she wants to do, and I, and I think that that's here's some advice if anyone wants to retire is to think about your life after retirement what that's going to look like because I think she just wanted to retire because she could she was eligible Mm -hmm. and she just did it and now she doesn't know what she wants to do so now she wants to take up content creating so I told her I'm like this is what you're going to have to do and not everyone is they want it but they don't want to work for it there's two different people you should help her out. You should put. I'm, I'm definitely helping her out, but yeah. she's a little scared. Sure. Sure. She's gonna have some interesting stories though with what she does. In her yeah, profession. exactly, and that's what I told her. And so she's been getting some good feedback. And she, but I told her I'm like it's about consistency. It's about um, looking at your analytics, looking at what's tracking, looking at looking at what's not tracking, mm-hmm. basing your decisions for your next content off of that. And so, just trying to teach her, but also trying to keep her in line. To like, you know, you gotta if you want if you want this, it's gonna take some time. Yeah, and it's gonna take a lot of faith in yourself because at first you're not gonna see ten thousand anything. Yeah, yeah, you have to kind of have a a plan too with how you want to go about it, how you want to present yourself, mm-hmm. and then kind of go from there. I know that YouTube, if you could get a good video put together with some good. Uh, editing, you know, and, and that's it's what I told her. Way. Yeah, and to, yeah. so I told her I'm like, start building your audience. She likes TikTok, so I'm like, if you like TikTok, yeah, TikTok, go, go to TikTok. Uh, yeah, but I, 
but she's entering a market, a job market where there is AI. And that's what I wanted to tell her. And I'm like, you're gonna have to utilize AI in this job market, whether it's writing your resume, writing your cover letter, because you're up against AI whose people are using AI to write their other resumes and cover letters. And like AI is filtering these resumes and cover letters. (laughs) So I think the robot thing, I think our only hope is if we, we get into manufacturing robots and we get to engineering AI. Yeah, we have to remember not to rely on it too much. Like, we can't sit back and just basically focus 100% on um, whatever the AI is and allowing it to kind of do our jobs for us. We still have to go to school, learn different subjects, get good at them. Because in the art field where we're coming from, um, basically, it's like you press populate and a second later it has this unbelievable piece of artwork that's almost too perfect for you now here's the thing about it you can give it prompts and you can point it in a certain direction Mm -hmm. but it's not really coming from you it's created from this program and same with when it's and where did it it get its inspiration from the prompts you gave it and the the direction you pointed it i know but like it's deriving its art from somewhere online. Yeah. Online art. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. created by other artists. Yeah. yeah. I think that you can actually change like its style too that you want it done in as far as like specific different artist styles. Like you can make it look like artists that, that you like. That is crazy. Yeah, because I've, I've, you know, it's just, now when somebody posts that and they go AI generated art, now instinctually do you look at that and go wow they work so hard what a good they work so hard at that like look at their skill no no just you know no like that's you made something cool i'm going to give you credit for posting and showing something cool that you were that you po- that you made from ai but it's not that same like credit and the same thing as a person too when you work on something and you do something you're not sure you're going to be able to accomplish and you have to study and you have to sacrifice your time and mm-hmm. try to get good at whatever that is mm-hmm. that feeling that you get when you accomplish that it's like there's nothing there's no drug that you can take there's nothing that you can buy that gives you that same feeling of accomplishment that you have that high that you get right and with the AI world where stuff is just what is that accomplishment going to look like just us pressing a button and whatever it populates I think the accomplishment lies in how fast it comes at you <laughs> yeah like, oh, look, how look, good look, is your look, AI look. yeah yeah how what are the prompts you used what are the how things how good you, can you manipulate AI to spit something out cool yeah you're really good at putting in the right prompts and pointing in the right you're direction you're so good at prompting so what is that you know what I mean so Maybe you have good Maybe general Maybe someone will call it a skill. But, yeah. I, I don't know, because I, I feel like people aren't using ChatGPT, the free version, to its fullest extent. That thing's gotten me a job. Yeah, I use it. I use it. Like, I, that thing's told me recipes for slime. For slime? Yeah. <laughs> it knows a lot. It knows, it, knows, it knows a lot. And it gives out budgeting, like meal plans it, it does a lot of stuff you can just have a conversation with it and it's it likes to be you. called chat really yeah i oh. asked him do you, what do you like to be called chat gpt he's like i like to be called chat oh see my chat gpt's are her oh 
<laughs> I didn't know if it was a, a he or a she, but no, I'm mine, mine is a he. Yours is a he. Mine yeah. is a he. That's cool. That's cool. It's You know what? It, it's a great tool. But even with ChatGPT, like, anything creative, like storytelling or poem writing or anything like that, I think that the human touch is not only more unique, but you know what you have in your head and how you want it to look like. Mm-hmm. And the AI isn't necessarily going to be able to represent that correctly. It's just going to give you whatever its own version was. So, yeah, we need to remember to learn trades and, you know, not be. See, I think we're just going to lose it. that because the more automated our world gets, we're going to lose. I hope not. I hope not, too. I hope we, I hope we have more electricians and more people who work with their hands and yeah things like that i hope that i hope that continues on and less away from liberal arts because i feel like you can learn you can get a liberal arts degree by spending five years on youtube yeah yeah i mean art degree i mean that's one of those if you do it enough you're going to be an expert at it yeah i mean if you're around it enough and if you're on social media enough i mean learn how to form an argument and get out yeah. Some things you don't need to go to school for. Other exactly. things you do. Other exactly. things you do. Exactly. You may want to go to school to be a doctor. Yeah. Or a lawyer or anything like specific. But like no that. more liberal arts. No more philosophy. No yeah. more sociology. <laughs> no more psychology. Yeah. Unless you have to. Unless you have to. Exactly. I know a lot of spiritualists taking psychology courses, calling themselves psychologists. <laughs> what do you feel about that? Do you feel like anyone could be a shaman? Because, uh, like, what, how do you feel about ayahuasca retreats? We'll end with this. You know what? Um, I think for some people it's great, and for others it's not. That's I, how I feel. Yeah, just because some people um, should, shouldn't be taking ayahuasca, because just mentally... They, the reaction they may have with it. Not might, everything is going to be this. Oh yeah, hey, what, we went to this other university. It could be you losing your is, mind. Yeah, for two not months. everything. And I heard people throw up. Yeah, that's when you get high. They say, yeah, right when you throw up after you you ingest it. That's disgusting. I don't want to throw up to like see God. No, I, I don't want anything to be um, to a level to where I may forget who I am. <laughs> you know, I don't want to forget who I am while I'm getting high because yeah. God knows what you're liable to do, you know? Right. But, um, it does, the people that get benefits from it, though, I think it's great. But I think that you have to, it's something that if you are going to look into, I think that you should look into it when you're older, when you're fully grown, you're, you know who you are as a person, and you know how you react to stuff. Maybe start slow. Maybe start with... Shrooms. A little bit of shrooms, yeah. Maybe yeah. Sh- maybe start microdosing with shrooms, and then then think about it after that. What do you but, think about Matthew Perry dying of ketamine? Well, I'll say this though: with that type of stuff, though, you do not need to take any kind of drug or hallucinogenic to be able to connect into uh, you know these other realms and things right. that are happening around us. You could do that through meditation. Right. You can do that through. Just different, different ways of looking at stuff and different ways of living your life that can open you up to 
these kinds of experiences where you're more connected with nature, you're more connected with the stuff around you. You don't have to take drugs. I think that's a big thing too. And as far as like anybody being a shaman, like I think that's, I think it depends. Like, um, I feel like people are called to certain things. So I'm sure there's people out there. Sometimes I feel like some people are full of shit. And some people are full of shit. Yeah. What is a shaman? That's like a that's like a person that's like a that like leads the 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 high, but is also like a spiritual leader, and like goes into those realms often. That's what I know a shaman to be. But like in my culture, that type of person is raised to be that way. It's not like one day I just want to take a bunch of drugs and invite my friends over, yeah, and call myself a shaman because I'm leading the whole party. Yeah, because I've I've seen a lot of that out here in my heavier drug days people calling themselves shamans but it's a white mom in Mesa (laughs) and it's it's uh I hear what you're saying like the culture you're talking about you're referring to Mm -hmm. uh your native side your indigenous side Mm -hmm. so you're talking about medicine Medicine, women and medicine men and stuff like that exactly yeah, that's a whole nother realm of somebody who's had knowledge passed down to yeah, them. Yeah, there's there's a lot of knowledge of passed down, and they're they're typically yeah. chosen to do that from a little kid. They're they're fed that knowledge, and they're fed they're the medicine that they distribute. They're fed that medicine themselves. Yeah, and they know they have a better understanding. I think it's probably probably the same thing in different tribes and stuff like that yeah. around the world. So it's like. Yeah, compared to what you're saying right compared here. Compared to someone just having, yeah, yeah. Has some candles. and Has some candles and has some DMT. Yeah, but you know what, though? What? Even then, I think it depends on the, the individual. Like, and I think that there's more, there's people that maybe they do have that calling and they just don't realize it and they can tap into some of that stuff because maybe in their ancient past, they do have some type of, like, calling for that for some reason so, but who knows but you know what I would just say be safe with all the hallucinogenic stuff yeah guys be safe with LSD there's a lot of research chemical on the streets claiming to be acid and LSD and it's not really that so I'd be careful with anything um, there's fentanyl on the streets you want to talk about that a little bit how it's getting terrible there's like 300 deaths a day 300 deaths a day I think across the nation wow that's sad that's so sad. That is unbelievably sad. If you hear something right now, my dog's squeaking. He's the dog vocal. is. He's uh he has he's having itching problems right now. I got What's him your some medication. Name? His name's Buddy, and he has super dry skin. I took him to the vet the other day because I need to. Uh, he hates groomers, so I was looking to see if they could like put him under to groom him, and then he needed some meds for dry skin. But basically, I'm gonna have to get my own shaver and shave him because he's too. He has too much anxiety. I don't oh, want him to no. injure himself in a groomer. Because he'll, uh, I've taken him to groomers in the past, and literally I'll get a call 20, 30 minutes later, and they're like, we can't groom him because he's just too, he's too. He, he has too much anxiety. He comes from the streets. Oh, okay. So because he comes from the streets, he's not used to people controlling him. When I first got him, I used to be able to, oh, be, yeah, I used to be able to get him groomed when I first got him, but then the. He would be sick for like two weeks after. So that's my dog. He's going through some hard times right now, but he'll be all right pretty soon. Hey, buddy, how you doing? But yeah, fentanyl's 
Yeah, I mean, I live in downtown Phoenix, and so you so you know. <clears throat> yeah, you can see it, and there's been stories of people around here that you know on a regular basis people are ODing, and it, I guess it's. I never was alive during the crack epidemic, but it's the only thing that I think that it can be compared to as far as, far as the severity on I think uh, so. I think people. it could be worse because I, I don't see, like, I don't, I don't see people who live the crack epidemic coming out and saying anything, you know, yeah. but like it, there's people dying on the streets. Like it's, it's everywhere. It's in everything. No one can do drugs these days. Like, if I was, like, the way I used drugs when I was younger, there's no way I'd be alive. Yeah. There's you no way. You can't trust anything. There's no way, because I would I would be buying one drug, thinking it's one thing, and getting fentanyl in actuality. That's, yeah. what, would, that's what would happen to me, because the way I would buy pills, the way I would buy cocaine, the way I would buy all that stuff, without checking without testing it nowadays you have to test everything and, and even if you have to test something it's not worth doing i feel like yeah yeah if you have to even test it i mean because what if there's that one time where you're like you know what i don't have a test kit right now yeah and i have this and i want to take it. i'm sure it's okay i'm sure that happens all the time so it's like <clears throat> and also with the way the world is, everything's so stressed out. People want to release. They want an escape. And sometimes that escape is drugs. And then yeah. on the other side, the economy's going bad. So people want to, to be able to uh, pay their bills. They're selling drugs. So it's all yeah. being increased. But honestly, the solution is... That's um, a good point of the people selling it. Yeah. That's and a good point. It's a multifaceted kind of answer and a solution. And I don't think it's going to be just one thing. And it definitely isn't going to be, we need to throw money at it. Whenever you throw money at it, people come up to get that money. And they, they grab that money from the government, but they don't necessarily turn around and actually help the community and no, change things. No, they don't. I think, I think what, because I think it's help, help, helping this fentanyl issue is a multifaceted, going to be a multifaceted way. Um, there's a mental health aspect. Yeah. There's a, like, a, a huge, big part of it's mental health. And I think the mental health treatment now, I think a lot of the people working in it, they're not qualified. Yeah. And they resent the patients because they're difficult to deal with. Because they're withdrawing and they don't have a lot of respect for um, the staff. Oh, so yeah. it's hard to take care of someone who's angry, you know, and like going through a bunch, of, going stuff. Through a bunch of stuff and like yelling and like pissing on themselves and shit like that. Okay. It's hard to take care of someone like that. So I think the people that are in mental health treatment, they're not qualified and they're not. You could know, that be something AI could, robots could take over? Probably. Just for the mental health of the people that work in that industry, you know, it's worth somebody. it's worth looking into because I think people just are people. Like nurse, like care robots that kind of come around yeah. and are able to, yeah. Maybe that's a maybe that's a field that they could get into because I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot that of is a difficult job. Yeah, there's opportunity there, but yeah, I mean, it's we need to remember too that. As a, as a society that somebody on drugs that's homeless that's going through these things they're a human being too they're not the others you know you see yeah. a lot of situations where uh, it's not it's not me it's I, 
you know, it's not us. They try to push themselves. These are human beings. This is someone's mom. This is someone's dad. This is someone's whatever. And they're out there on the streets. And of course, they're in a bad situation. They're most of the time there's a combo of drugs and mental health issues going on. So it's yeah, like, and you have to treat both of them. But it's like, which one do you treat first? Which one do you treat first? Yeah, exactly. That answer, I, I do not know. I think that that's going to be. I do not know that answer. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a lot of stuff. It's going to be people changing the way they look at things too. Yeah, because you know? like I feel like to get sober, you have to really look into yourself and really want it and have a new perspective on life. Because the way you look at life when you're getting high is totally different than when you're sober. Yeah. yeah. It's some, you have to gain something within yourself. I feel like you have to grow within yourself if you want to be sober and stay sober. Um, there's a lot of drugs I don't do anymore. I just stick with weed. Yeah. I'll dabble. I'm even probably going to quit smoking weed for a little bit. Yeah, I do that. Sober. I do that too from time to time. Yeah. Um, just reset and, uh, you know, be sober. And I don't really drink that often. Weed's kind of I don't drink. The last time I drank was like, God, like, I, I, at least it's been a couple months. Really? Yeah. yeah, I go months without drinking. Well, I drank yesterday, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't drink every day. But yeah, I, I did drink yesterday, technically speaking. So, so. but um, yeah, so UFOs. UFOs. Let's go back to. To the UFOs. They went to Miami? I've seen UFOs. You've seen them? Yeah. Tell us about that. I was here for the Phoenix Lights. Tell, tell, tell us about the Phoenix Lights. So the Phoenix Lights happened in 1997, and I was a little kid driving with my mom, and we lived on the west side by 75th Avenue and Thunderbird, and basically while that thing, while it was happening, they were talking about it on the radio. So, wow. yeah, in this guy, there's lights. They're saying it's UFOs. You know, they're joking about it, but they're saying, yeah, it's happening right now. So when my mom went to pick up her prescription, I, I got outside of the car. I can't remember if it was like 7 or 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Where, where we were at, we didn't see the big V-shaped craft, the giant one that went right over downtown Phoenix. Oh, wow. What I saw was a triangle-shaped uh that's what a lot of people see. Yeah, with three different, three lights. It just had a light here, a light there. It was three lights in the shape of a triangle. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I've been a fan of UFOs and all that type of stuff since I was a little kid. I watched X-Files. I made, when I was like seven, eight years old, my dad helped me make a alien, uh, an alien costume. And I went into my aunt's class and acted like I was an alien. <laughs> and I just walked around my aunt's like second grade class acting like I was an alien. Like, that's how much I'm into alien stuff. So, and this is at this point in my life. So, I'm looking up and I'm just staring at this. And I just remember the lights were just, like, flickering. Mm-hmm. They didn't drop from the sky. They didn't go higher. If it was moving, you couldn't tell it was moving. But it was a whitish, yellowish light. Like, white in the center and a little bit of yellow around the outside. And they were just flickering a little bit. Oh, wow. And people would look at it and then just, just walk off, you know. And then <laughs> and just walk off. Yeah, they probably look at it for about three, four minutes and then walk off. They didn't really. That's interesting. Yeah. People's response. So, is there anything else you want to touch on today? Um, no. I mean, that's it. I mean, there's there's stuff out there. I would just say keep your mind open. Keep your eyes peeled. Keep your eyes peeled, and uh, also don't necessarily follow any narrative. You know, it doesn't really. If it negatively affects your life, don't even get into it. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, 
have fun with the subject if you like UFOs and cryptids and stuff, but don't get too much into it to where, you know, you're looking at everything like it's a cryptid or whatever. And don't get so. too much into, don't get deep into the CIA and the Mossad and Illuminati. Don't get, don't get too deep into that rabbit hole. Well, here's another thing. <laughs> when I was a kid, I mean, I got stories that when I was a kid, my dad owned a business in the automotive industry. And he had sales reps that would be around the country and they would sell his the stuff that he made. Um, he would make just accessories for cars, basically, mm-hmm. right? I'm not going to name this guy's name, but there's a guy that worked for him that was one of the sales rep that used to be uh, the head of intelligence at an Air Force base in Colorado. I can't remember the name of the Air Force base. Yeah. Long story short, we went out to dinner with this guy, and I already my dad told me what he used to be in. I grilled him the whole night asking him, do aliens exist? Do aliens exist? He's ignoring me the whole night. He's giving me a look like, shut up, kid. And I'm probably like 10 years old, 9 years old. I'm still asking him, still asking him. Then eventually he goes, listen. He looks over at me. This is probably the 30th time I've asked him a question. He goes, listen, I got to shut you up. I'm going to say this. And I go, what? He goes, a lot of what you see is real and a lot of what you see is fake. Oh, wow. So, just remember that. Just remember that, you guys. Well, thank you, David, for yeah, coming on. No problem. Appreciate it. Yeah. We'll have you on another time. Yeah, heck yeah. Part two. So, thank you guys for listening. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night, whenever, wherever you are. I bid you adieu. Bye-bye. Bye.